Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Planet Doom, I'll be your robeast, Dave Drumbore. Joining me as always, my co-host, Sean Blazing Sword Ellis. How's it going, oh, Sean? God. David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Doing great. Feeling refreshed. Feeling uh, ready to get back into this thing after we uh, aired some of our dirty laundry over the last four <laughs> episodes. Hopefully you people enjoyed that out there. Uh, there's some good stuff. Good stuff from pre-recordings of our episodes. Uh, I don't blame you if you didn't like it, but at the same time, if you did, please let us know. What, what was your favorite from that? Because you actually cut all those together for us. Sean did all the, uh, the finding and the cutting of our weirdo outtakes. I, I think one of my favorites was us talking trash about our friends podcast i think it was episode 104 that was good talking, that was surprising crap i didn't about, think that was gonna uh, make it in there but fair talking about yeah shots fired just, i just like talking crap about aviv and <laughs> matt reuter and their podcast uh law and order special viewing unit yeah that's excellent on, podcast check it out on, that's on itunes they have and, a very uh, familiar sounding intro <laughs> and we've, we've done a guest spot on their show yeah. too so i mean you know it was just kind of fun to to see how well they're doing and just to kind of shit all over them as well at the same time. Yeah. So, so we can shit on them while promoting them at the same time. It's pretty fantastic. It's, it's weird because I like to criticize in public, but then praise privately, yeah, which is the, the opposite, opposite of what, of what you should do. do. Yeah. yeah. I'm just really good at doing the opposite of that stuff. Yeah, but it's fine because they know, they know that. And we're going to air this eventually anyway, so it'll kind of be both. Right now it's private, but it'll be public eventually. I mean, That's I'm going to send them like a package that <laughs> just is like a like a cd with a recording of that episode just, on it just like, hot guys... takes of us ripping their show apart <laughs> but i'm gonna put it on like a cassette tape <laughs> just be like figure out a way to listen to this diss track just to make a make them work for it yeah, my right. razor disc recording of saturday morning cartoons <laughs> outtakes that's the most hipster thing you can ever make just gonna just gonna make my diss track insanely difficult for them to get and listen to well, you know what? Thanks to the power of the internet, the stuff that we watch for the next coming uh, couple of weeks coming up here is not difficult to find. And I love the fact that it's probably easier to watch this stuff now than it was when we were kids. Oh, gosh, yeah. Which is amazing. And the fact that, I mean, I'm kind of teasing, beating around the bush here, but we've got a new series in a long and storied franchise of, uh, of different series coming out for, of course, Voltron talking Voltron. And why are we talking Voltron? Because we've Ooh. got a new series coming to Netflix uh, this coming weekend. So we actually decided it'd be kind of cool to revisit the original Voltron. We're going to actually talk about the original original, which we'll explain in a little bit in a couple, in a couple of weeks here. Get that OG Voltron. Yeah, that OG. The OG Beast King Go Lion. And, uh, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about the new, uh, the new Netflix series as well with a special guest. That'll be coming up on next week's show. Yes. So yeah, we've got a lot to get to. We've got you know thirty plus years, thirty five years of Voltron to talk about. So uh, right, let's get it started. Sean's going to walk us through a little bit of the history of the series we'll be talking about tonight. Right, right. So this was initially produced as a joint venture between World Events Productions and Toei Animation. Voltron: Defender of the Universe aired in syndication from September tenth of nineteen eighty four to November eighteenth of nineteen eighty five. The first season of Voltron, featuring the Lion Force Voltron was adapted from the Japanese anime series Beast King Go Lion. The second season, featuring Vehicle Force Voltron, was adapted from the unrelated anime series Armored Fleet Dairuger 15. The original series was created by Peter Keefe and John Teshman in 1984, using material that they had licensed from the Japanese animated series 
again, Beast King Go Lion and Armored Fleet Dyrigger 15. So these guys just really did a great job at ripping off other stuff that was existing and bringing it to an American audience. I love it though. I love the idea that they just like, yeah, took pre-existing stuff and then just kind of translated it and cut it into their own thing. I don't think you can get away with that too much these days, but back in 1981, I mean, anything goes, I guess. Since both of these gentlemen were producing it, they had no means of translating the Japanese series into English. Thus, they surmised the plots, created all new dialogue, edited out the more violent scenes, and remixed the audio into stereo format. The series was an immediate hit in the United States, topping the syndication markets for children's programs in the mid-80s. In the early 2016, present day, Netflix announced that a new series, Voltron Legendary Defender, would debut. Netflix announced that a new series, Voltron Legendary Defender would debut in June of 2016 as an original animated Netflix series in partnership with DreamWorks Animation. Yeah, that's cool stuff. That kind of hits all three of the main series that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Uh, I really want to make the point that, you know, these guys had originally seen these Japanese series and then just wanted to bring them over to the States, but they didn't really, they had the money to buy the rights and then didn't really know what to do with it from there. So imagine that you're watching a cartoon in a a foreign language that you have no way of understanding or translating. You don't have closed captions or, you know, subtitles, yet you want to make a coherent narrative out of it. We will decide by the end of this episode whether or not they succeeded or not, but, you know, clearly it was a super popular uh, franchise here and continues to be till this day. So there's something to be said for that idea. I think it's pretty ballsy. It's pretty brazen. Uh, it's something I would love to do, but I don't know if we can uh, if we can do that this day and age because everybody I, sells international rights and everybody has an English cut these days anyway. So I just really want to know what was going on through like Peter and John's head when they were like, "Look, we're going to spend a fortune, a lot of drugs. I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of money on these two series, which kind of are related, but really not. And then we're just going to redub them." For an American audience, but we're going to completely change 90% of everything that's in it. And we're going to remove the part that Americans would probably be really interested in, which is the violence. Yeah, and I guess it's because of the, you know, the standards and practices for the for kids shows. There was also kind of a side story that I cut out of our our history, but uh, I don't have the other um, series in front of me. But there was another series they were actually interested in first, or that was shown to these guys as part of like a trade show or something like that. It was basically like shopping international rights to to different properties and i guess nobody had really wanted to pick this up but these guys they saw it but then they were like uh give us the one with the lions so (laughs) i don't i don't know if it was actually this one that they wanted i think it might have been a different series that they they Mm. wanted to pick up but there was literally something lost in translation they ended up with uh beast king go lion and uh dyriger 15 and just kind of mashed them together in, in some some parts as we'll talk about so there's like part one wow. which is all from beast king go lion the lion force and then i think die comes in uh, a little bit later on but i mean gonna, i think that yeah. this this sort of presents to us the the moral of the story is don't make english the only language that you speak you know come on if you're gonna if you're gonna pick up and do international trade with this stuff guys come on let's be serious you want to you want to get on that look it's never been easier. Download Duolingo. We are not getting sponsored or paid by them, but they've got free classes on there. Learn whatever you want and then go broker your anime deal that you want to do. Don't just buy something because you're just like, give me the one with the lions. You know how dumb that makes you sound? <laughs> it makes you sound very American. So the other, the other the heart the of this lions. is just be a dumb English-speaking American and everything will work out fine. Yeah, you just got it. travel the world, buy shit, and then make it your own. 
Make all the mistakes. Make all the mistakes. I would love it if Saturday morning cartoons could just like buy up a random, obscure, foreign cartoon and then just recut it and dub it with our voices and make up the story as we go. That's my lifelong dream. There has to, there the has to be years. something that we can afford or something There's that we can There's a lot of public on. domain stuff, so we can take a lot of the old Superman cartoons maybe and like recut them. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I've kind of looked into <laughs> that. Probably going to get sued. Uh, but anyway, so. But I mean, how sued? Mm, super sued. Look, we've, we've worked with studios before. We just usually get cease and desists first and foremost. <laughs> we get very friendly copyright notice. Yeah. They're just like, you guys just can't make money off it. And it's cool because <laughs> nobody's listening anyway. Uh, but no, so let's get back into the synopsis of the show we're talking about tonight. So this first series was edited primarily from Beast King Go Lion, otherwise known as Hayakujo o Go Ryan, and featured a team of five young pilots commanding five robot lions, which what else do you need, which could be combined to form Voltron, which is why the kids loved it. In this undefined future era, the Voltron Force was in charge of protecting the planet Eris, ruled by Princess Allura, from the evil King Zarkon, from Planet Doom, his son Lotor, and the witch Hagar, who would create huge robeasts to terrorize the people of Aris. And if you look at the word Aris too quickly, it looks like anus. So that should help you figure out how it's spelled. Uh, planet Aris. Yeah, Aris poor Aris, people of anus. Uh, the planet anus. Oh, man. There's our new show. We're going to buy the rights <laughs> to this show and turn it to Planet Anus. Planet Anus. Yep. Populated <laughs> only by Ars face. Oh, God. So that, if you, if you weren't, you know, if you didn't know Voltron coming into this show, it's basically five guys and a princess, and then a bunch of them just pilot robot lions. They fight like giant robot beasts, and then they eventually form Voltron, which is this huge, like, uh, super robot warrior guy. That's pretty much all you need to know, and that really was just, like, straightforward for kids in the 80s like us which is why we loved it. However, watching it as an adult, I don't Ooh, that's know, another man. story. I, I got to tell you, I know our buddy Bobby Anthem is out there listening to us. Bobby, Bobby, you might just want to turn this one off now. Uh, I don't want to crush your dreams of the perfect 80s nostalgia <laughs> childhood that we all share. What I would suggest, however, is going to watch uh, Beast King Go Lion in the meantime. And then coming back in a couple of weeks and listening to our, our podcast on that. And then definitely come back next week to talk about the new show as well. Because uh, those, I think we both really, well, I don't know if Sean did yet, but we both really enjoyed it. Um, this one's going to get torn up a little bit. So if you're having a bad day, just, just, just put this one down. <laughs> just come back. Just take a mulligan. Take a knee. Take a knee take on a this knee. one. Take a, take a robot lion knee Take right that robot now. knee. Take it down. Oh, boy. Uh, but we're going to start things off like we normally do here with a discussion of the theme song, which has also been Americanized for Voltron, Defender oh of the Universe. God. John, buddy, what's your take on this one? So it begins with some narration and then hits into what I would consider the, the main theme of this, which is these, these, this iconic brass section. It has such a, a regal tone. Uh, it's really interesting. It's just the problem that it continues to go back and forth between the narration and this regal trumpeting sound, which is heralding in the thing that we're watching this show yeah. for, which is this giant, you know, beast coming, this giant robot beast coming from the sky, and that's what we want. But then yeah. it's like, let's talk about these planets. I'm like, I don't give a fucking shit let's about these Let's talk planets. about interplanetary politics for a oh, moment, children. Ba, 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 ba. And it, it plays it like six or seven times, so it like fakes you out over the two-minute intro. Like, you think you're getting into it, and then no, it just back off. This theme song is the first one that I think that I will straight up call a tease. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to get into it so many times, and I remembered 
just the the trumpets just kind of bringing me into the show and i just i guess i don't remember the the narration but i mean even the narration itself was just kind of really really bad well it, it goes know. along with your because you've got a, a few different kind of categories this is definitely one that's like an ex exposition build right. narration where it's basically just like here's the story of voltron and and, it, it and for anybody who yeah. is not indoctrinated to the voltron lore yeah. and, and kind of what's going on it does a great job of setting the stage but a theme song it almost really isn't because no, it's not at all it's a it's a it's a introduction to a lecture <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that nobody asked for. Interspersed by great moments of like robots fighting and uh, awesome synth trumpets. And just some really, really wild uh, fades that they have yeah. of a different of the, the five main pilots that are just kind of like tile cards and they're sort of just like falling down in this sort of uh, like wipe that looks like they are cards that are just sort of falling yeah, like pieces flipping. of glass that are just flipping over <laughs> and you're like that's un like the entire squad is in the background and you're seeing them but then they're just flipping through these single title cards i'm like i'm gonna go bug my parents to buy these tops cards anyway so just don't don't give me that let's just get right to this fighting robot shit look man the the rolodex wipe was cutting edge back in 1984 <laughs> oh, it was boy. these were these guys were the first one to use it so it was pretty uh, good at least they at least they didn't like gem style star wipe it back and forth oh, that yeah, would have driven constant. me absolutely fucking crazy constant. but no this was interesting for a couple of reasons because it also helps to sort of differentiate between this and beast king go line because when we get right. to that episode in a couple of weeks i mean drastically different from the get-go man even from the narration definitely from the theme song it's interesting that this version kind of really boils it down for dumb kids because they're like, all the people of the good planets got together and formed an alliance against all the people of the bad planets. I didn't know and planets the, were classified by good and bad, that only yeah. good people could go to the good I mean, planets. You, you got to get to the future when we start oh, classifying oh, things as just straight uh, binary where it's good or bad and that's it. So it's like suburb planets and like ghetto planets and we basically just like gerrymander. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which if you if you see that when they announce good planets then they show this entire long table boardroom of a bunch of white people <laughs> sitting around people a table. I'm like oh good people. Oh, quote, I, good people. I'm giving you the okay sign right now. Uh -huh. I get wink. I get what you're talking about. Yeah. Not a not a single minority on Earth in this instance, or on anus. There nope. are there are no people Nothing. Uh, of color. There are no minorities anywhere. No, the in this the show. only person of color is a weird, uh, kind of toad-faced, horned, purpley guy who's super bad, super bad guy. Right. And he's on the bad so, planet, planet Doom. <laughs> yeah, with the the fucking Madonna cones on his boobs. Oh, that well, that's the talk that's about the, the Roe beast, beast, right? Comes up later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. talking about some, we're is, talking about something else. Zarkon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that Roe beast. I love that robot chicken made fun of that one. That one was. Oh, good. that was the most. Because okay, it's one of the weirdest the... things you'll ever see on like kids kids TV. God. But speaking of these characters, let's get into uh, the all white brigade here, known as the Voltron <laughs> Force. Good good people, left and right. <laughs> Just to give our our friends out there, I dude, I wish this drove me crazy when I was a kid. I wish each of these characters was actually color coded to their freaking lion that they holy pilot. fucking shit people give sh power ranger shit all the time but guess what when you're a dumb kid that makes sense oh yellow power ranger yellow zoid or zord oh now i'm got sorry it. uh jason is wearing the red suit so he goes into the red yeah. dinosaur megazord yeah let's just how fucking simple is that yeah. it's white the ranger. easiest fucking thing yeah white zord green green ranger green dragon it's 
super fucking easy. And then for whatever reason, Voltron cocked it up and they continue to do so <laughs> to this day. And I don't yeah. really understand it. But for the sake of argument, we will go through uh, some of these characters here. So we've got Commander Keith Kagane. <laughs> and he is the commanding officer of Voltron Force. So he's kind of like your de facto leader. Yeah, and yeah. he wears a red uniform. So what lion do you think he'd go in? I don't even care. It doesn't matter because it's, you're wrong. He goes in the black one, which, which actually plays into this, uh, this sort of four-episode introductory <laughs> opener that Sean and I are going to try to briefly talk about tonight. I thought you were going to say try to. Oh, we're going to try. I thought you were going to say we're going to try to remain positive about it. I was like, ah, I think no, I'm we never trash do that this here. one. If it's, if it's shit or if it doesn't make sense for some reason, we, we tell you. I think we could yeah. do the straight dope about this stuff. Because we love these cartoons as a kid, but they don't. It, they're wacky. And I, I'm sorry to sidebar you, but no, you, you're, you're correct. They're, they're color coding these people, but it, it doesn't even matter when it comes. They're color coding the lions and they're color coding these people. None of it matches up. No, none of it matters. For my, Especially for my get, OCD, like, this is in. the most frustrating thing I've ever fucking oh, seen. I'm just like, just put it together. Just, just fucking swap uniforms if you have it's not to. It's that fucking hard. No, come on. Um, but it does kind of play into, uh, into the mythology of this series. So real briefly, this four-episode arc is kind of like the introduction of Voltron for this team. So it literally takes three episodes and 20 minutes of the fourth episode before you fucking see Voltron. And I'm not talking in like the narration or the, the little cutscenes and stuff. I'm talking about by the time these kids get their act together and form Voltron, you are 90% of the way through these four episodes. So we're going to cut most of that shit out. <laughs> this entire four episode arc should have been called White People Stumble Ass Backwards into Glory. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that. Could have been lost in translation. That might have been the yeah. original series they were trying to buy. <laughs> uh, but for this reason, they don't have all the lines together at the beginning, right? There's basically, it's, it's three and a half episodes of them trying to find all five lines, all five keys that they need. It's like you'd lost your key at home. It's basically like that, except they're trying to pilot a robot lion and form Voltron. Um, if your house was infested by rats. By, by sentient mice. By space mice. Space mice. So, yes, so Keith, as the de facto leader, he's pretty much the leader you'd expect. He's very competent. He's level-headed. He organizes everybody in battle. And he wears a red jumpsuit, but that means nothing. Go ahead. I, I want to remind, he is the commander. Did you notice that there is one distinct moment that he drops that little nugget in conversation? He's just like, I'm the commander. No, when did he say that? What a dick uh, move. When he, it's when he meets Princess Alora. Oh, he's just like, smart. I'm the, I'm the commander. Smart. Smart man. Let, let me introduce you to the rest of my subordinates. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, uh, power move. That. Yeah, especially against the what next a peacock, person. Peacock, buddy. Yeah. yeah, right? Okay, you want to take Lance since that leads a, yeah. a good segue into Lance, ladies' man yeah. Lance. Got ladies' man Lance. Lance McLean. He's the second of command. He pilots the Red Lion, which Fuck, makes no sense. I'm so angry right now. It's so I'm angry. Like triggered he, by these not matching <laughs> colors, really, it's, man. It's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> second of command. We'll breeze through this. Uh, red lion, or he pilots the red lion that forms the right arm, yep. but he wears a blue freaking uniform. Oh, it doesn't make go. any damn sense. So if you're colorblind out there, don't. It's it's totally cool. You're fine. You're with yeah. the rest of us because none of it makes sense. But no, he's cool. He's he's your typical kind of second in command. He's kind of cocky. He's a little reckless. He's a ladies' man. So they play. They kind he, of play well together. But. He's he. You can tell that he's sort of the like the the roguish kind of difficult to get in sync with lover because he just wears blue bell bottoms and he's got like he's got a quaff of hair in the front and just like a weird mullet 
<laughs> like it's, oh my god it's, it's <laughs> such a bizarre fucking combo but i'm just like hey you do you buddy i will say that and works. i'm not gonna give too like too many spoilers or nods to the new series that's coming out for netflix but they do reference mullets a couple times and it cracked me up there oh, are god, a lot of really so funny references good. in the new one so it's, it's pretty good <laughs> um so yeah so we got keith and lance and it's worth mentioning that all these guys are together from the outset like they're all together yeah. they're part of the galaxy garrison they're on this mission and they're all they're space explorers they're space explorers and they're all together. So, so there's yeah. zero like growing pains or anything with these guys. Right. They're all Which is great. When you when you have shows like this that have an integrated group, a, a large group of people like sure. this five, you you never really want to start them as strangers. I mean, that's that's a lot to to build into. You know, if you especially for this series, because you never know really know how long it's gonna last. You know? I always I always think that it's easier for me when you're writing these things just to kind of go at it from the standpoint of everybody knowing one another yeah it just it kind of robs some possible dramatic tension and some interesting kind of meat of these characters together again i'm not going to talk about the new series but they play with that a little bit more okay all right cool and it's interesting and then you know uh to each their own we'll talk about that on next week's episode so that'll be interesting to kind of revisit so i mean next up who do we have oh is that pitch is pitch here in the studio it's me it's pitch is it daryl stoker who i never knew was his real name daryl stoker why would you use my real Oh, it's I'm just Pidge. Pidge. <laughs> the really good Pidge. I'm the asexual Pidge. Yeah, Pidge is about two feet tall. Uh, the so, one thing he's got going for him is he wears a child size green onesie, but he pilots the green lion, which is nice. Uh, and it forms the left good. arm of Voltron. So guess what? Pidge matches up. Um, Thank God. There's a, they've actually like pumped a lot of story into this little weirdo, which I did not remember. He, he's got a lot of story, a lot of backstory going on. He can jump super high for some reason. He's like the Luigi of this group, which he's, is great because he's just all in green. And he's just all in green, but he doesn't have a mustache because he's perpetually 12 years old. But, and, dress, and has a, a hairband like a woman. Yes. Pidge is very kind of androgynous between the voice and the size. He's not androgynous. The... He's straight up femme. And that's cool. Okay. Like, that's great. Own it, Pidge. Yeah. I mean, own it. You look good with it. Yeah. Who doesn't like that little beret? He's that little great. barrette, not beret, that little barrette that I wish you're wearing. Oh, God, I wish he had a beret. <laughs> and, his, and his lion had a beret. Oh, I wish his lion had a beret. I want this to happen so bad. <laughs> and when, he, when the Voltron goes together to make the sword, it's just a baguette. It's just, just a baguette. <laughs> just, just a baguette. It's a freshly baked baguette. <laughs> and it has a little French mustache in oh, a beret. God. That's the end of the French impressions for tonight. So Pidge is actually so like sort of your, um, your brainiac, right? So he's not huge uh, on stature, but he's big on brains, and he's your your main strategist. He's always figuring stuff out, um, and he's pretty agile too. So he's he's pretty interesting. Apparently, he's got a twin brother named Chip. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Would have never guessed. So if you were to contrast this character, yeah. who would be the count? Like who would be the the yin to Pidge's yang? So like if Pidge is really small and smart and femme, I would look for somebody who's like big and kind of dumb and fairly macho yeah that'd so be right. I'd, I'd say hunk yeah i'm gonna go hunk, hunk. who i also yeah. appreciate because he wears a yellow onesie that's uh much too small for him and he pilots the yellow lion it's more of like an orange yeah, uniform it's like a, but i get gold or yeah oh, orange. it's like i'm just like you are you're like one one so cue close, off guys. It's like so, so close. close so damn your, your close. hex number right there is just a couple of digits <sighs> off but. But at least it matches, you know, whatever the shade is, at least it matches. He's not clashing. Right. He's not wearing fall colors in the spring or whatever the deal is. But Exactly. He's not wearing white after Labor Day. <laughs> That's right. He's a passion. Uh, they're, actually all wear, they're actually all wearing white after Labor Day. They're all wearing Day, but... mostly white, yeah. Do they have space Labor Day? 
It sounded like you said Slaver Day. And every day is Slaver Day on Planet Doom. <laughs> Welcome to Slaver Day every day. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait two weeks to talk about that more because Voltron scrubs any sort of slave plot line out the window. So God, it is brutal. Yeah. So Hunk. Do you like Hunk? Hunk? I, w- I want to like Hunk, but I don't like his voice acting in Voltron. Uh, I do not either. Yeah. He kind of talks like this. Like he's just constantly has a hernia. It's just a lot of that. I think I messed something. I'm all right. Everything's fine. Thank God. Thank God you pilot the Voltron lion that has a donut in it. Mm. Little hemorrhoid donut. Little hemorrhoid donut in your lion. It's very comfortable though. Very comfortable. Yeah. Now he's your typical kind of like fat funny guy in the show, which is unfortunate. Because uh, in the in the translation, he's actually got a lot more going on. But uh, yeah. for this one, he's just your fat, funny guy, and he does his thing, and he tries to pass a hard stool every time he talks. So I feel really bad for the guy that voiced him, to be honest with you, because it sounds pretty rough. <laughs> but speaking of bad voices, holy shit! What are you talking about, uh, David? Hey, everybody! It's Sven Holgerson. Hi, it's Sven. Previously known as Takashi Shiragane. Why would you do that to me? I don't know why they would do that to him. Why did they make a Japanese pilot who pretty much, he looks kind of like Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. He looks yeah, like he Bruce does. Lee. And they made <laughs> into a Norwegian pilot who's, who was originally second in command. I don't know when this like shift kind of happened. I mean, I do. We didn't get to it in these episodes. Something happens to Sven. Yeah. Which is a blessing and a curse because you only have to listen to his terrible voice for a few episodes. Uh, and then he's kind of kicked to the curb do you mean that something happens to me yeah so yeah it's it's actually pretty bad yeah i know so here's another one where he's got a black uniform which is pretty freaking sweet if you ask me but he's piloting and he's piloting the blue lion so it's like i remember as a kid like looking at my little tube tv and trying to be like is that black and blue or is it blue and blue like you couldn't tell because the hues were so close oh okay yeah, but no. Black uniform, blue lion. I know we're really getting hung up on this, and it's kind of silly, but it, it even gets sillier once we talk about the next character because she also kind of inherits a very different lion with a very different uniform. And of course yeah. we're talking about Princess Allura, who in this, in this cut, I don't... How much, how much dialogue did she actually have? She had a lot of moments where she just looked like she was crying or they panned over like a really manly face. And I was like, Oof, there was okay. there were so many times where they would have like lines of dialogue between the other all male char- characters because everybody else was male except for like Hagar the witch, um, which we <laughs> don't even know what she was because she was just like a shadow creature with a cat. Same same with Pidge. Yeah, same with Pidge. Uh, but yeah, so they would have like these these back and forths, and the guys would be talking and trying to figure stuff out, and then they just pan over to Princess Allura, and she just kind of has like this deadpan look on her face, and then she just kind of eh, smiles, and then never yeah. says a word. They cut away <laughs> from her, and it's the most awkward thing ever. She does get a couple lines of dialogue later on, but the cool thing about her character, not only is she like princess and ruler of the entire uh, planet, planet, and the kingdom, she is also she's got this connection to the robot lion. She's got a connection to these little space mice that kind of hang around the planet, which come into play in a variety of different ways. But Ugh. she also takes over as a pilot on one occasion. Uh, or more than one occasion, actually. But just when, when one of the pilots gets injured later on, she actually steps in with her pink uniform, which I don't know, did she have custom-made? 
Did the fucking space mice make it for Cinderella style? I mean, everybody, everybody's got to have a color, and everybody's got to, you know, be bucketed into something on, in this, this universe, in the planet Anus. She's a princess. She's going to do what she wants. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. I think she, she can do whatever great. the hell she wants. She looks great. She's got a she pink great. dress. She looks like the princess from Super Mario Brothers, which is fine. <laughs> looks like Peach. She should um, look like Zelda for me for a little bit. Yeah, actually, I could see that too. I guess like kind more of modern versions of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could fit right in with like the the princess line of Nintendo right. and anime. Um, but yeah, then she gets the pink uh, pilot's outfit, and then she pilots the blue line when Sven gets sidelined slash killed, depending on which version you watch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is good. No more Norwegian talk. So that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps up our characters. Do we have anybody else to talk about? I mean, we've kind of mentioned Zarkon. He's your typical big bad guy. He's got a yeah. witch with a cat, and he's got sort of this second in command who's just like a real asshole, basically. Yeah. Pretty much all I need hey, to know. I'll say this. It, it seems like for like an intergalactic tyrant somebody who's trying to take over all these planets and is is so bad to the core yeah. and you know is just really going for all of this it doesn't seem like he has really won the respect of the people who he puts in higher command it seems like his minions love him he can he can fist pump at a rally all day long. I'm pretty sure they're all robots, like, so they're kind of just like programmed. <laughs> still, yeah, you know. But it program. seems like everybody else is just like, uh, don't fuck around with me. I got other stuff I want to do. Yeah, I just want to like whip people and stuff. Just why? Why exactly? I just want to make giant robeasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. But yeah, right. those are those are the only other two guys that you know zarkon really deals with yeah and honestly it's mostly just like these faceless kind of robot soldiers that our guys will have to to fight against or you don't even see the people themselves they're just kind of like these um, yeah. you know ships that just kind of fly around and the robots tear through them and you never really see much of anything or simply because of the by virtue of the show it's just those different weekly robeasts that they just throw at voltron exactly. as cannon fodder for them to get sliced in half exactly which is fun i mean i'm totally i'm here yeah. for that all day i'm in so let's get into the show itself we're gonna walk through kind of these four <laughs> halfway through Did the we, hour were we both like we're both on board with this premise and this idea so let's get into where they go wrong so right from the outset um yep so, okay, keep in mind, as we're talking about this, this show was originally very, very different, and we'll talk about that in a few weeks, but just keep in the back of your mind that, like, as we're walking through some of this stuff, this was a story that was cobbled together after, like, a finished product. It would almost be like if you got your hands on a bootleg movie that some guy, like, just, just shot it in pieces and then edited it together in a different language the way he saw it. So, like, Jeffrey's bootleg director's cut. Right, and then just presented it to you, and we're like, "Here's the movie that yeah. I saw." It, the story's completely different. The characters are kind of the same, except they're Norwegian now, and they make such <laughs> weird comments about things that they they like go out of their way to make excuses for stuff. And uh, I think you'll probably pick up on this. I mean, you probably picked up on the same things I did. So, at the beginning, these five guys, part of the Galaxy Garrison, are tasked mm. with finding the legendary. Uh, robot lions of Voltron. The narration pretty much introduces like the story of Voltron. I need him to defend the universe. These guys are tasked with finding it. You got right. something there? No, it's just you know it. It was kind of conflicting because you know that they're sort of looking for Voltron, right. but when you cut to what's going on, it right. sort of just seems like they're out on sort of a a, a mission to Planet Eris right. to to see if everything they kind of stumble upon the Planet Eris. 
that is under attack and they're like, oh, we are the Galaxy Garrison. We should go in as space explorers and we should assist them on sort of a, a missionary. Uh, yeah, like a goodwill like mission. A, yeah, exactly. But it and actually, so, it even starts off kind of almost like a Star Wars thing where they like, they're, they're zipping through space and they're like, oh, what's all this space debris? Are we in an asteroid field? Right. And it's like everything is, every scene should explain itself, but they have to layer this exposition over it because most of the scenes they pull were from like extraordinarily violent acts in the original series, so they have to explain everything away and give new context to it. So go ahead, Sean. So let me, the way that I've been able to break down these four episodes is that over 50% of what is done during this show is recapping exactly what happened 10 seconds prior. Yeah, because you're we like, couldn't I don't, show it. I don't need that. I don't need it. We couldn't show it, so we'll just tell you what happened, and everybody's so like, fine. Case in point, there are times when they're on planet Anus, or Arya, or Aris. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with up. Anus. I'm good with Anus. Yeah. So they're on planet Anus, and the, the Voltron force now is just like, we gotta get these lions together. And then it cuts to the galaxy garrison, and they're just like, we hope that the Voltron force, I'm like, A, how did you suddenly know now that they're called the Voltron force? News travels real fucking fast here. They're like, you we shall be called the, the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, it's, it is. it's a cool fucking name. We're going to give it to somebody. God, I've been thinking about this one for yeah. a long time. Wait for the Voltron force. So we go from Voltron Force that's just like, we gotta get the lions together. Then we immediately jump to the Galaxy Garrison and they're just like, we hope that the Voltron Force gets the lion together. Then we cut over to the bad guys and they're like, I heard that the Voltron Force, again, news travels real fucking fast. It's instant. I really hope that the Voltron Force doesn't get the keys to those lions back to Voltron Force. And they're just like, we gotta find these keys. Oh, and they're, they're constantly telling, they're constantly saying, like, all five lines. They're constantly like, oh, oh I can't, but if they get all five, because if they get three or four, whatever, but if they get all five. Ooh, ooh shit's going down. Right. But, I mean, this, this cycle of going from, like, one location to the next and saying exactly what the previous scene has already said happens so many times that it is just, it's so annoying. I, think, I, I really. Yeah, I, I think it was really. Uh, a choice on their part to be like they were like bob i don't know what the fuck's going on so the kids aren't gonna know what the fuck's going on so let's just make sure that like everybody's clear on it and we'll just make everybody say like hey this is what the fuck's going on no i, I like i've been i've been i've been holding on to this day okay, i got? really just want to say peter john you lazy fucks for not having one <laughs> japanese friend or like one friend in the hey, fucking guys Pay who, a guy. Pay a guy. You just spent a small fortune to get these two licensed IPs. The fuck is your problem? What was that? What was that? Uh, learn languages back in the day with Muzzy, like learn yeah. French. <laughs> just buy one of Jules, those. Eh? Jules la Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like a big green thing. You could. Oh. <laughs> While you're cutting the violence out of this fantastic show to make it into whatever the hell it, er- it turned into. You could have but been learning Japanese. You, so they, they are cutting out all of the interesting parts of this show, and they're adding in 50% more yep. unnecessary exposition that nobody wants, which are just simply recaps of exactly what happened 10 seconds prior. Can I give you my favorite one? And by favorite, I mean the one that pissed me off probably the most. Oh, please. And it was super please. early on. So as they, they're flying into planet Anus, and they're seeing that it's <laughs> being like just, just blown apart. Oh, God, that sounds awful. So... <laughs> 
so there's just like all this debris flying everywhere. It's getting worse. So there's all this Sounds like worse. yeah, all this like rocky debris flying everywhere. And they're basically like, oh, the planet's under attack. And they start to fly in, and they're narrating. They're like, we're going down to the planet. The planet seems to be under attack. We're checking out, you know, what's going on on the surface. And then they show this just, like, scoured, fire-blasted, smoking surface of just, like, blown-out buildings and shells that have just been, like, blown apart. And there, there should just be, like, corpses everywhere, right? Or at least yeah, people, yeah. like, staggering out of these buildings, like, shell-shocked and whatever. And they make it a point on multiple occasions for, like, Keith or somebody to say, like, Oh, I don't see any people there. They must have gotten to the safety of their underground bunkers and shelters in time. I was like, fuck you. That is not what happened. But I, I get it for kids <laughs> that they're, they're trying to just be like, oh, everybody's fine. There's just like a lot of buildings that got blown up. Oh, yeah. Don't but worry. everybody's it, fine. There's in the same there. vein, yeah. in the same vein, Dave, this is also the part where they cut back to the galaxy garrison and they're just like, most of the planet anus has been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. and, then the, and then the general out of nowhere just goes, Voltron could save them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Here, no, no, again, no, 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 like, no doubt, no doubt at some point if Voltron was around, he could have saved them. But what, what are you going to do? What are you as a part of the galaxy garrison? What are you going to do right now? Oh, we're just going to sit around. Who wants lunch? Like, that's, that's your <laughs> next point from of order. Panera. I love that yeah, exactly. he was like, he's like that I love guy, the bread bowls. he's like that like, kid on a playground where he was like, <laughs> he's like kicking at the sand and he's kind of quiet and he's like, I, I had a good idea, but you guys didn't listen. Yeah, didn't right, listen. exactly. Like, yeah, he's we so, know fucking Voltron, all right? That's what this so whole thing's about. He's so pensive about the whole thing. It's like, just shut up. We're working on it. I will say this, though. Yeah. Say what you will about King Zarkon. Yeah. About how evil he is. He gets shit done. And, a, and about, he is good at decimating a planet from, like, a, from a throne light years low level like yeah. oh damn Mwah. great job yeah. buddy well done zarkon you really earned every everything everything to the point where they decided that uh when they have all the soldiers that are marching out of your transports uh that they're going to reuse that animation three or four oh, times yeah. to the point where they have the ships that are flying out uh, this is actually transitioning into a new segment okay. that I want for this series, Uh-oh. which is called Reused Animation, oh, boy. colon, you lazy fucks. <laughs> hey, they paid for it. All you gotta do is flip it around, have them march the other direction. They were not marching in the other direction. Oh, they were marching boy. in the same damn that direction damn because those snakes come up out of the sand. <laughs> same three snakes come up out of the sand and then get shot at and then dive back down into the fucking sand. And that's the whole fucking thing. Uh, the good How news many is fucking we... times am I going to watch them try to kill animals in the fucking <laughs> desert? <laughs> Fuck this show! The good thing is that we can skip over 80% of the show because it's all the same animation over and over again. God. So at, at some point, these guys get captured, right? It right. was never super clear to me how exactly that happened, but these guys get captured. And then they kind of roll through this bizarre... There's this weird dance where they're kind of <laughs> trying to show that they're in trouble, that they're in peril. But at the same time, they don't want to make it too scary or too violent for kids. So they're captured, but at the same time, they're just kind of hanging out in a jail cell, just <laughs> watching, like, gladiator games down in the pit that's, like, hundreds of stories below them. And it's just like, where are you, and what is happening right now? And there's monsters everywhere. There's monsters fighting monsters, drinking monsters. There's... Sponsored by monsters. Sponsored by monsters. Oh, we're not getting into that again. Yeah, we are. There's just, there's so much going on, but you can tell that something has been left and something is lost in translation there. Oh, yeah. And what's left out is super brutal, but we won't get into it tonight. So that's a teaser right. to come back in a couple of weeks. So 
the way they make their escape from this jail cell, and by the way, the first episode is titled either Space Explorers Captured, which is the Americanized title, or Escape from Slave Castle, which is yeah. the original Japanese translation. Which is hardcore. Yeah, that was pretty badass. So our guys, they show up, they narrate, they say everybody's fine from this nuclear holocaust, and then they get their asses captured, but everything's totally fine because robots and monsters are just battling each other in, a, in an arena. Sure. So everything's totally chill. And then thankfully Pidge can jump super high and basically helps to get them out of this, this jail cell. I mean, they all end up having the ability to jump super high because they all... Oh, no, no, no. Pidge jumps up and ties Pidge jumps the, up and he ties some That's kind right. of rope, Thank too. you. Because yeah. he, he's like a tiny little fellow, but he flies about like 50 feet in the air for whatever yeah. reason. Which led me to believe, I was like, is there... Like on planet Anus, is there like a change in the gravity? Maybe. Like is there a difference he's in like gravity? He's like Ant-Man or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Because they were like originally Earthlings, so maybe he's got like superpowered legs up there. I don't know what's Fair going enough. on. I don't know what's going on. But honestly, like there's just like a haze from the time that they escape that to the time they start to they eventually make their way to uh the castle where the princess and her sort of um what would you call him? Like a confidant, like a Yeah, like a like a consigliere. Yeah. <laughs> Something I wasn't going mafia with it, but <laughs> like a like a man at arms kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically someone who watches out for the, the princess, because uh, there's literally no one else around. These two are the only ones left because everybody else is quote unquote in their safe in their underground bunkers, right? Which this 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 guy, let's let's get his name. Let's get his name. Let's get his name right. Go ahead. It's it's pronounced Quran. Right. Okay. All right. It just I'm not gonna it, say it, it that way. It threw me for like two seconds. I was like, wait, are they talking about the religious text? Like it, it like it Yeah, no, definitely like, they pronounce it like Quran. It's Quran. spelled it's spelled like coral, but with an N, so Koran. Yeah. C O R N. Yeah. But they pronounce it and they say Quran. Yeah. So it's a little um, wacky. Yeah. So we'll call him Corin because we don't want to upset anybody, maybe. Yeah, especially so, myself. Because that, right. that would be bad. Uh so yeah, so Corin. Cor- so Corin has this one line, which is my favorite, yeah, that all of these guys show up, and he just goes, our prayers are answered. And I was like, wait, were you just waiting for five people to visit? I was just waiting for five like, white guys that, to show up, take this bitch for off five, my hands. <laughs> were you just waiting for five guys just to show up and just be like, we want to do this. Let's get started. You're like, just shut. Everybody, where's the lions? You're like, waiting. just shut. I was waiting for Hunk and Sven it, to show up. Shut it down. <laughs> just shut it shut it all down, lock up the gate, throw away the key, and then burn everything with fire. So look, here, like, here's, here's the moral of the story. Just get a spaceship and a couple of your buddies and fly somewhere, man. And eventually, one of these places, there's just going to be a dude and a princess, and they're going to be like, finally, you're here. Oh. And that's all I ever wanted. And then guess and, what? <laughs> Tell me how to get keys to a robot lion. Maybe oh, that robot <laughs> lion turns into <laughs> yeah. a giant robot. That's all I'm and he's gonna tell. He's going to tell you, yeah. he's going to tell you, you need the magic formula for Voltron. I'm like, no, I don't. No, just the no, fucking I don't. key. No, I just need the fucking just keys, give me you a dummy. key and maybe I'll wear that uniform too. Oh, it doesn't Ugh. match? Fine. I mean. Jesus, every damn time. God, you guys have had like 10,000 years to get your shit together and. Nothing. Ask one freaking thing. I just, want, I just want my costume to match my robot lion. I don't know how hard that is. Yeah, it's really not hard I don't at know all. how challenging Change that is. Change the paint scheme. I, I will say this that is, is very, very challenging, is that for Corrin, uh, he plays, I, I don't know if they were trying or making some attempt at creating stakes or, or, or maybe showing that he needed to be able to trust 
this group of five white men that he immediately is just like, you're the Voltron Force. And they're like, we were space explorers five seconds ago, and now we're the Voltron Force. Sounds great. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was something, but uh, Korn plays this back and forth with himself, which is a dumb game to play. He's, he's been like by himself and with Allura for a very long time, so I don't right. know if his mind's all there. <laughs> but he, like, he continues to just do this, which is... You're now the Voltron Force. I don't know if I should show you where the lions are. The Voltron Force. Where are the lions? I won't tell you the secret for. Here are the keys to the lions. I'm going to keep one key away from you. Shut up. He's basically like Norman like, Bates. You're, yeah, he is. He is. Like his, like he's like bipolar disorder that he has yeah. from being alone with Alora and, and these mice. space mice for as long as he's been in there has clearly driven him insane. And... Like, it is, it is one of the parts of this show that was maddening. I was like, your planet is decimated. Like, you need, you've been waiting all these years for these five dudes to show up and pilot these lions with, like, a little bit of courage and a lot of stupidity. Just give them the keys to the kingdom, because you're, you're as good as dead anyway, idiot. All right, so I, I got two things. One, one, from a practical standpoint, if you've had that long to get stuff ready for the Voltron Force when they show up, Maybe have all five keys just fucking locked up just, and ready to go. Maybe. Oh, you could not have said God that better. damn it. Just get them all together and don't waste my time. I don't have three episodes and 20 minutes to waste, but they do it anyway. But then from a practical standpoint, um, <laughs> this kind of conversational thing that goes back and forth. Again, remember, and I have to keep reminding myself this when I watch it. This was all in Japanese and they didn't know what was being said. So they just kind of had to like match their, their animated lip movements with new english dialogue so corin who's probably in in a very sort of stereotypical japanese anime kind of way probably just monologuing for 10 minutes straight because he just has like thousands of years of history to explain yeah he's probably pretty coherent in the japanese version but then the english version just decided to make him a crazy person and basically make him like mumbling to himself the entire time again dave i'm gonna refer you to the middle middle finger I'm going to refer you to the middle finger that I'm giving to Peter and John for not properly translating this stupid show. For listeners out there, it is a giant robot lion middle finger. So yeah, we wouldn't have it any other yeah, way. So with we the got show. that going for us. But yeah, so the I mean, next... I, I know, I know. To your point, but yeah. he just he plays that from the moment they meet him. He plays that game four distinct times. Oh yeah, and it's like just. Dude, stop it. Just look, knock look, it off. For, like, here's, you here's can't, a great, you're, you're playing coy with nobody. <laughs> but here's a great illustration of like the loss in translation stuff. So think to yourself, if you were going to yell out at a moment of like victory, like you were going to yell out, Beast King, go lion, right? Make your mouth <laughs> go through that. Like scr- wherever you are, just scream it out. Beast King, go lion. That takes you like a second or two. Hopefully syllables. you're in a public place when you're screaming this out. Maybe you're at work listening at a queue. Wherever. I don't care if you're in a forest, you. in the shower. In, in, a, in a meeting, Beast King Go Lion. All right. Now try to do the same mouth movements, but just say Voltron. <laughs> and it doesn't fucking work. So when these guys all scream Voltron and their mouths are flapping for an extra three seconds, it's just, as I watch it now, I'm like, man, this is the production quality is so low. But as a kid, so it's like, bad. it didn't matter. It was just fun. It was silly. Whatever. So I just figured that's how people talked when you got older. Yeah, your mouth just like spontaneously kind of wow. wow, wow. You had a lot just of extra. Everybody's out of sync. Flapping going on. Yeah. So we we now have our 
our Lion Force. We got our Voltron Force. We've got a quest Dang. for them to complete now. They've got to find these keys. The one cool thing that I liked about this was that each of the lions had kind of like a different element or was in the different area. So yeah. each of the kids, each of the, the members of the force had to go off and kind of find his own lion and kind of like make a, you know, form a relationship with that lion to begin with. Not that much, but I mean, just to kind of like find that lion and, and kind of earn that, I thought was pretty cool. They weren't just like they sitting to, in a garage and waiting for him. They had to go out and earn it. Yeah. They had to go down a spiral zip line, yes. which looked dangerous as fuck. It is. And then they had to drop into this little, it looked like a, it looked like an X-Wing. Uh, that drove in a, that rode in a tunnel, which this just seems like an egregious waste of transportation and fuel costs at this point. I, I picture Corn uh, and uh, Allura just like, <laughs> we don't have the lions, we don't have the keys. These guys are going to be so money. pissed when they get here. Let's at least make it fun. Yeah, you going to do like so, a zip line? Yeah, let's do a so, zip line. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so zip line, zip line all the way down. Yeah. X like it's a it was it was like one of those like folding shuttle transports yeah, yeah. that they had in the Star Wars right. series. And then they just go straight up into like the, the chest of the lion, and that's like it. And you're like, oh, cool. Now they're gonna like chat and get to know this lion anymore. And lion's just like, yes, just pop put it, the damn here. key in. Just put the put the damn key in, buddy. See, and that's honestly that's I I jest. Like that's what I would have wanted. I wanted a little bit more of like it was cool that like one's in a volcano, one's in a forest, one's buried in the sand, right. one's up anus, whatever. It's like they were These cool things, cool but then they things. just, like, rode a transport there and just fucking injected themselves into the lion's head. And the lion's just like, just put the key in and let's get this shit over with. Uh, but then they've only got four of the keys, which is pretty yeah, worthless when it comes to being it, Voltron. Because I decided that it would be a great idea if I went Good off job, on Paige. my own. Idiot. You're supposed to be the smart one. I, I'm dumb it's, as shit. It's just the, the reason why everybody got mismatched lions. Threw the whole thing off. Uh, I know. Sean is so mad. Oh, so, still <laughs> angry about it. So Pidge, Pidge goes off, gets shot in the back a couple times, yeah, doesn't get injured. He's got his little green suit on. He's all right. But right. But you know the the other four have now gained their lions and you know have communicated with these lions via key and come to his rescue. So real quick, I want to go through the uh, the titles uh, just because I, I find them hilarious. So the the second episode okay. in which they kind of met up with the royal family and learned about the lions and everything was called Escape to Another Planet slash The Ruined <laughs> Phantom Planet. And then the episode where they uh, have to find, <clears throat> have to get all the lions and get all the keys together. The English translation is A Ghost and Four Keys. The Japanese translation is so The good. Ghost and Five Keys. Which cracks me up. <laughs> and then the fourth and final episode of this sequence. Oh, the missing key. So now you know where that fifth key went from in the English version. And then the mm -hmm. Japanese title is so much better. Resurrection of the Legendary Giant. Why do you Man. not want that? That's it's really so good. perfect. It's really good. So guess what? So, so back to what you were saying uh, with Pidge screwing everything up. It does eventually lead them to find the fifth key. Sort of. Right. So do you want to walk us through kind of? The convoluted way in which they discover that fifth key. Right. So, yeah. So Pidge is injured uh, right before some of these uh, robots would deal sort of a death blow by knocking sure. a mountain on top of him. This dude opens up a wall in a cave yeah. and pulls him in. And it turns out that he's, you know, one of the citizens of Anus. And they're just like, <laughs> we got to get you to safety. We got to make sure you're all right. I'll take you as far as you can to, to go into this door that lets into the castle. 
So go ahead. So Pidge has now been traveling for quite some time. He's exhausted. He's parched. You know, he's low on fuel, low on gas. So he gets in through this cave door and just collapses and I guess scares the shit out of these space mice, which <laughs> run over his head. And so later yeah. on down the road, like, you know, when they, they've all assembled and they're just like, we need to get this other key. And, you know, somebody's just like, well, let's go back down. We've looked everywhere in the, 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 the entire castle. Let's go down and look in the coffin of Princess yeah. Alora's father exactly. one more time. And they notice a tiny little crack that's in the that's in the coffin and they're just like oh it could have been sure, a mouse. because that's my first thought and, when i see a pit, hole in like solid fucking stone in a in a, a fucking sarcophagus. coffin for a for a for her father that's been like you know, oh, he's, yeah. yeah he is he's in like an egyptian yeah. sarcophagus and so um go through this whole process uh pidge is just like oh it may have been the mice i saw them when we came in and then i saw them when i came in through the secret entrance and that is when the most batshit sequence of crap occurs where Princess Alora is just like, I was lonely. My parents it's the only always time gone she on talks. diplomatic It's the first fucking time she talks. Talking about mice. Yeah. She's, she's like, I didn't have any friends. The mice kept me company. And you're like, go, go on. Go on. How, how, how did they keep you company? Which, yeah, yeah exactly. Which translates into this uh, like ballet montage of all four mice in dress like dressed up like as ballet dancers doing like twirling and spinning moves sure. for her amusement. And she's like, I'll go talk to the mice. And so they end up trapping the mice. And that's when Princess Alora is like, you got to let them go. I'll speak with them. Don't worry. Yeah. I speak fluent mouse. Space mouse. To which the mice are just like, oh yeah, we'll totally help you out. Here's the key. And then they're like, great. Peace out. Task Let's done. That. If, if that <laughs> seemed, if that seemed anticlimactic, that's because it 100% was anticlimactic. Yeah, so the giant, you know, the, the crazy chase for this fifth and final key just involved uh, space mice, a crazy princess, and a ballet dance. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and a key hidden in a sarcophagus of an ancient king. That was the only kind of cool part. Um, real quick, before we get to the final battle here, I do like the fact that uh, the crazy person in the cave was at one point when he, like, bid farewell to Pidge. He was just like, farewell, I must return to my cave people, and just kind of, like, wandered off <laughs> into the distance. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was great. Lost in translation, so. <laughs> so guess where that fifth line has been hanging out this entire time? Uh, uh, at the top of where? a fucking pedestal with a giant lion statue in stone, like plain as day. It's actually the statue that like lured them down I to roll. the planet when they uh, originally were like in the atmosphere. So yeah, so there it is. And now Keith, the pilot with the red costume, is piloting the black lion drives me nuts guys it drives me nuts drives me really crazy but it's a pretty it sweet really lion crazy. that black lion is pretty sweet pretty sweet yeah it forms the head and the torso and it's pretty good stuff yeah he, he engages the interlocking capabilities oh for everybody he, else to be able to join he's like uh engage thrusters or some like crazy he's got some crazy thing that he goes through thought it was engage interlocking, interlocking sequence. sequence it was like Enter all right key. do it yeah, they've got like this whole sequence figured out. Like they've been, they've read the training manual in the downtime of like how to form Voltron and whatnot. <laughs> but again, we've got Corin, who the entire time is just like, "You might not be able to form Voltron, the magic formula." And I was like, "It's pulling a lever and pushing a fucking button, dude. How how difficult? How difficult do you think this training could possibly be?" I could explain this to my grandmother, my ninety-three-year-old grandmother, and she'd be like. Got it. Not a can problem. I, uh, can I walk you through Keith's uh, 
Voltron quotes. Activate please. interlock. Please. Dinotherms connected. <laughs> Infracells That's up. It. Mega thrusters are go. Let's go, Voltron Force. Form feet and legs. Form arms and body. And all form the head. <laughs> My favorite is form blazing sword. That's pretty badass. I don't care who you yes, are. Yes, blazing sword. Speaking. Form blazing sword. Pretty badass. So, yeah, yeah, all the lions kind of get together. They fight this, uh, this roe beast that had originally, like, taken them out in the desert because there were only four of the lions. Uh, and this thing is massive. Right. Made by Hagar. But then once they were eventually able to form Voltron, they literally just sliced this fucking thing in half. And it's just like, problem solved. No big deal. It's like, at that point, at that point, it's just yeah, end of story. Is. It's beginning That's, of and end of story. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is Alpha and Omega in, yeah. like, one episode. It's pretty good at that point. Like three episodes yeah. and 20 minutes yeah. into it, you finally see Voltron. He's finally badass. Yes. Everything's good. Now they can start the series. And honestly, like we've been pretty hard on it because it is really, really rough watching it as, a, as an adult, especially if you watch the actual source material. So it is pretty rough, man. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. When I went back to watch this, I was surprised. Sean has actually had a, a phrase, a term for a very long time, uh, has been on this show since almost from the beginning. And I'll let you kind of talk about it because it's kind of like a phrase we use to describe when you think something's good, but it turns out to not be as great as you remember. I talked about the, the term, the Voltron effect, and I've had this for a while. So Voltron, you could not get Voltron on, uh, you know, unless you had taped right. it off of uh, the television. I believe that there were some VHSs that were released, but for the most part, it remained right. off DVD and like modern formats for years and then i want to say in 2006 is when it finally became available uh and i had netflix back when they That's used right. to deliver cds or, DC, or dvds and i had this in my queue right away i was so excited i got the first three discs i was so pumped put them in and then just proceeded <laughs> to cringe for like four and a half hours i was like what am i watching and so the Voltron effect for me is when you have that nostalgic memory from your childhood, you come back to it maybe 15, right. 20 years later as an adult, and it, it just does not live up to the standard or your memory of what it originally and once was right. when you were a child. And so this was, my first, this was my first cartoon that did that for me. And so I've lovingly referred to it yeah, as the Voltron it's effect. interesting because it's kind of like the core of this podcast show that we do too because so many of them so many of these shows that we watch have that effect and it's fine it's funny that we finally got to voltron <laughs> and then that definition holds right. up um <laughs> uh, only took yeah, us 105 good, episodes um yeah we, we did we it you guys we got two more weeks worth of it so any any final thoughts yep. kind of on the original <laughs> voltron here before we uh, wrap it up for this week no, I just, Peter, John, this is a mess. You guys Look, should be ashamed I, I, of yourselves. I'll have to say thank you to those guys just for having the idea to bring this over because honestly, we probably never would have seen it quite like this uh, for good and ill. So the fact that it's here and it existed and it was part of our childhood, I think is, can't replace that. And I think that that's fantastic. I just wish it was better. Um, no, so I agree. It's, it's, yeah, it's rough watching. You make a strong point, Dave. In our you little stupid kid minds, point. this was the greatest thing ever. Because it's just five robot lions forming a giant fighting robot man. And it sold so many toys. Yeah. So many toys. So I'm glad it's here. I just wish it was better. I think that's, that's my Correct. final statement on it. 
I, th- I think that that's the, as much of a recommendation yeah. as I can give this yeah. show. And to friends like yeah. Bobby out there who just don't want that nostalgia ruined, probably just avoid it. Check out the new series. Maybe go watch Beast King Go Line if you haven't seen it. Uh, don't go back to the don't go back to the watering hole here. No. Yeah, no. don't go back okay. to the source. Don't do it. All right, it's gonna wrap it up for this week. Voltron, Defender <laughs> of the Universe. Sean, buddy, what do you have going on out there in uh, listener land? Woo! Got a bunch of shows uh, that are coming up for uh, the next couple months that are going to be at Washington Improv Theater. If you are interested in tickets, you can check out witdc.org. Uh, and as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Woo, I hear that Instagram has a lot of uh, super cool, super cool pictures and stories. Somebody went on vacation recently, and so they've been posting a lot of yeah, photos. So definitely go check that out, because I don't go anywhere. I don't have an Instagram, so you'll never know what I'm up to. Well, I'll just start tagging Allison. Yeah, then everything. I'll know what you're up to, at least. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, took a, I took a trip overseas and uh, played around a lot with some, uh, some travel you, photography. So yeah, I had you a blast visited doing... our friend Sven Horgelson, right? <laughs> Pretty close. Exactly. I was in... Nah, I wasn't in Norway, but I was in Iceland. Close for, enough. For a week. I'm an American. I don't have maps. Close it's gotta enough. Gotta be close. <laughs> Dave, what do you what do you, you know have what, going man? On? What's up? Pretty with you? much the same thing. 105 episodes in, I'm doing the same damn thing. So uh, you can find me over at Collider.com. We do uh, TV and movie news as well as some recaps of some of your favorite shows out there. I'm also a writer for Nerdist for their science categories, a freelance writer. Speaking of writing, I do some of my own over at DaveTrumbor.com. So if you're interested in any of my short fiction, including some of the stories I submitted to the DC Comics. Writer's Workshop Talent Workshop Contest thing. I'm a writer, not a speaker. Uh, so yeah, you can check out some of that stuff over there. <laughs> if you're interested, you can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. If you want to find out more about Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, it's morning with a U. On Twitter, we are at MorningTunes. Tumblr, SaturdayMorningCartoons.tumblr.com. That's where Sean's handiwork will be, uh, bringing you all kinds of crazy cartoons, nostalgia, a lot of fun stuff. We've also got a Facebook page and a YouTube account, which you guys have been fantastic with, so please continue to uh, share your likes, share those posts around. We really do appreciate it, and it helps uh, keep the site afloat. You can also listen to our audio podcast each and every week for free through iTunes and Stitcher. And as always, if you'd like to drop us a line, you can do so at SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. We will be continuing our Voltron theme for the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, because the new Netflix series is going to be out, we're going to have our special guest, Max Nicholson. Mac Nicholson, all-around good guy, big fan of uh, animation cartoons, has done a lot of stuff with uh, Avatar, um, Korra, the Star Wars series. We've had him on the show before as well. He's a fantastic guy, fantastic writer, and he's super excited to be talking about the new Voltron, Voltron Legendary Defender. You guys are going to be able to check that yes. out on uh, Netflix uh, this coming weekend. You're going to be able to binge all 13 episodes if you want. T- June 10th right. is when it yeah, premieres. Yeah, so like Friday at midnight if you want to check yeah. it out. Uh, and then you'll, you'll know what we're talking about when we uh, speak about it on the show next week. And then, yeah. The week after that, we're going to be rounding out June with Beast King Go Lion. We're going to be going all the way back to the original series, and we're going to have special guest Melanie Harker joining us again. Fantastic. We're going to go back before the Americans fucked it up. It's going to be good times. Yep. Full <laughs> <laughs> circle. Form blazing sword. Oh, damn it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, too. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Me it's too. buddy, it's it's great being back with you again after our little break. And uh, to listeners out there, thanks for sticking Absolutely. with us. And you know, for two years, over a hundred episodes, you guys are the best. So, um, yeah, thanks again for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons. We will see you next time. <laughs>